Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for the vacationing Ryan Recker. Thanks for being with us tonight. We always appreciate you sticking around with Camo X. Had a lot of great calls this evening. Last hour, we were talking about uh, whether we should legalize marijuana. Still like to hear your thoughts on that. 314-436-7900. By the way, again, I'm Brad Young. And uh, a lot of times I'm on Camo X as the legal analyst. I was on this morning on overtime. We always talk about some legal issues on there. Uh, but tonight, although we'll probably talk about some legal issues in the two hours left here, we got lots of issues uh, on tap that we'll be discussing and always love to hear from listeners. Uh, if you want to send me an email, I've already gotten several emails tonight, and I'll be responding to those tomorrow. If you want to shoot me an email, it's my email address is my law firm, Harris Dowell Fisher & Young. My email address is beyoung at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L. Always enjoy hearing from listeners. Uh, you may have heard that... Uh, yeah, you heard the news. Don Wells, Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. Whew, passed away today from COVID. She was 82 years old. And you know, in the first season, you know, in the in the first season of Gilligan's Island, which was on before I was born, okay, I saw it in reruns. But in the first season, the theme song you're hearing now didn't include Mary Ann or the professor. They were lumped into the song as and the rest. And I thought, I mean, you can hear they're naming all the cast, right? But in the first season, they weren't included. See, that's the second season on. But the first season... They were the and the rest. And what's interesting is, is that I heard an interview. We'll probably play it in the next hour. I got, I listened to an interview with Don Wells that was from about two years ago. And she said that after the first season of the show, Bob Denver, who, uh, of course, as everyone knows, played Gilligan. And by the way, he's a guy that smoked a lot of weed in his lifetime. But uh, he got arrested several times for possession of marijuana 
And of course, the jokes were always, wow, well, of course he was possessing marijuana. Why do you think he was growing on the island? You know, he had to do something besides eat coconuts. So he was growing weed back in the back 40 there on the island. But uh, uh, Bob Denver went to the producers of the show and said, you've got to redo the theme song because uh, the professor and Marianne are left out of the theme song. They're the and the rest. And uh, I, and I will tell you the reason why that's particularly meaningful for me is I've got three daughters. And when my, uh, my wife and I, we did our wills and estate planning was after my second daughter was born, but before my third daughter was born. And so I told my daughter one time, I said, well, you're not specifically listed by name in the will. You're included in the and the rest clause of the will. And so then for the last several years, she's compared herself to Mary Ann and the professor by not being specifically (laughs) named in our will because she's the and the rest of any other kids we may have. But uh, I guess we're going to have to fix that just like Gilligan made sure that uh, that they fixed the theme song. So uh, Don Wells, Marianne from Gilligan's Island, passed away today from complications of COVID. She was 82 years old. Uh, I don't really have a story on this, uh, but uh, in the next segment, we're, we're going to take your predictions. What are your predictions for 2021? What do you think is going to happen? I don't care how outlandish it may be. How out on the limb you may think that opinion could be, but I want to hear it because I love hearing predictions. 314-436-7900. Now, this is the part I don't really have a story on, just an observation. But I thought today as I was prepping for the show, isn't it interesting that all of the riots and all of the protests and all the looting magically ended just before the election? Think about that. The people were outraged by the killing of George Floyd, and and I think rightfully so. I mean, when you look at that video, there are a lot of problems with what those police officers did and handled that arrest. It resulted in the death of George Floyd. It's being uh, examined closely for criminal charges, and I think that's a good thing. So I'm not I'm not stating that those weren't uh, that uh, all those police officers did was just fine. I think there are a lot of problems with it, and they should be prosecuted if they can be prosecuted under the law. But that outrage manifested itself with riots, with protests, and with looting and the destruction of property. But that was all before the election. Since the election, I know of at least two instances where black men were killed by police officers. No outrage, no protests, no looting. Portland, you know, that was the hotbed of activity. Portland is calm. Minneapolis Lots of activity, lots of riots, looting, and protesting in Minneapolis earlier this year. Minneapolis is calm. St. Louis is calm. We had a 7-Eleven burned to the ground. We had Captain Dornan shot and killed. Right now, the election's over. St. Louis is calm. Ferguson is calm. Atlanta is calm. Chicago is calm. Kenosha, Wisconsin, that had riots and protests and looting. Kenosha's calm. Louisville, Kentucky, Brianna Taylor, it's now very calm. Now, now, did the police shooting suddenly stop? Is is the did the racially motivated uh, violence end? Did the justice system magically, radically evolve and fix itself from November third to today? I'm just saying, 
It's almost enough to make a person ask questions about the widespread violence that we saw from May through October. Hey, when we come back from this break, I want to talk about the 13 worst predictions of all time. The 13 worst predictions. And I'm not talking about the predictions that said 2020 is going to be a fabulous year. I'm talking about other predictions. I'm going to break them down, but I want to hear your predictions for 2021. 314-436-7900. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Ted Nugent, stranglehold. You know who's got a stranglehold on us is that darn COVID. So I'm glad uh, you heard a spot there earlier during the break about uh, COVID vaccine coming. I'm going to get the COVID vaccine. Uh, I know some folks are afraid of it. I know that uh, folks in France, this is literally the only French I speak. (laughs) That's the only French I speak. But uh, folks in France... I think I read today that uh, at at least uh, more than 50% of people in France are going to say uh, no, no uh, to the vaccine. So that number might change as the the, uh, death toll rises in France. But at this point, uh, they are staying away from it. Uh, The end of the year, you know, this is always the time of year that people do two things. Well, first of all, at New Year's Eve, they drink. But, I mean, there's other two things. That you do. And that is you make New Year's resolutions, which every year I make the same New Year's resolution. I'm going to stop making New Year's resolutions. That's my resolution for next year. But the other thing that we do is make predictions. And I've got the 13 worst predictions. Uh, These aren't in order of the terribleness of the prediction. They're in, I've got them in temporal order. I'm going with the oldest first, and then I'll end with the newest. But what are your predictions for 2021? Or if you've got some New Year's resolutions, I'd like to hear those too. But I'd like to hear your predictions for 2021. Because here's one uh, from the year 1800. This is from Dr. Dionysus Larder. He was a professor of natural philosophy and astronomy at University College London. Here's what he said about trains. And I'm quoting... Rail travel at high speed is not possible because passengers unable to breathe would die of asphyxia. (laughs) Yeah, so if apparently if you're going 40 miles an hour in a train, uh, you're not going to be able to breathe, so rail travel is impossible. So uh, Dr. Dionysus Larder, uh, you missed that one, buddy, uh, because rail travel uh, not only was a big, big thing, but it certainly aided in the uh, really the, the, the population moving all over this country and us populating, uh, populating the entire nation thanks to rail travel. So you missed that one. Uh, Jim's got something on his mind called in this evening. Hey, Jim, welcome to KMOX. Uh, hi, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, you know, something that um, you were talking about, the protesting and um, or lack thereof since uh, the election is over. Well, one thing that I would like to say about it is that when when people um, make demands and then try to 
achieve their demands, uh, uh, get their demands met by uh, burning down buildings and breaking windows and stealing things. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not protesting. That's terrorism. Exactly. And I would would like to know why no one's been arrested and prosecuted for uh, under the Mm -hmm. uh, some sort of like uh, enemy combatant thing. I mean, we have this Homeland Security Department. I don't know how many billions of dollars they spend every year. I haven't ever seen them arrest one single person for terrorism in the United States. Well, uh, well, I, I know that people have been arrested for terrorism. And I also know that in Portland, federal authorities were sent out in Portland, but only to the extent of of policing and protecting federal property in Portland. And that's because of something called the Posse Comitatus Act. And under the Posse Comitatus Act, which was passed in the 1800s, just after the Civil War, that law prevents federal authorities from being used. I know, but that that law prevents federal authorities from being used in areas that are covered under the traditional state police powers. So I agree with you. Listen, I agree with you, Jim, that people who are destroying property, burning buildings and looting, there's a name for those folks. They're called criminals. They're not called protesters. They're called criminals. No, ter- no that's terrorists. And they should be when arrested. They, when, they, when they issue when they issue a demand and then a- attempt to achieve their demand by the use of a physical violence, that's not protesting, and it's not just criminal. That's terrorism. Hmm. Well, I would have really liked, particularly in Portland, when they were setting up those autonomous zones and they were being guarded by private citizens with guns and and they were stealing money. I mean, that's lawlessness. That's anarchy. And it's just it's just frustrating to me, Jim, that that those people weren't arrested and charged. I, and I, I share your frustration. I don't understand why that happened. But I appreciate you calling in this evening. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let's get back to some predictions uh, because I mentioned the one about rail travel. And in 1859, uh, this was a, uh, an associate professor. His name was Edwin Drake. And he was talking about drilling oil. And this is what he said, 1859. Drill for oil, you mean drill into the ground and try to find oil. You are crazy. So that was 1859. Obviously, he never saw the Beverly Hillbillies, and and he didn't know that if you're out hunting for some food, you could actually uh, end up uh, crude and moving to uh, striking crude and uh, loading up the truck and move to Beverly. So he didn't know that could happen because in 1859, he hadn't yet seen the Beverly Hillbillies. So, uh, again, a preposterous prediction in 1859. 1876. Western Union internal memo said this in 1859. This telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication, unquote. So I think it's funny. Western Union said, nah, this phone, it's just a fad. It's not going anywhere. Too many shortcomings can't be used as a means of communication. Of course, that was before uh, they had the uh, brick phones, uh, like Michael Douglas had in that first Wall Street movie. Do you remember that brick phone that he had? He was out walking on the beach, and uh, he was talking to Martin Sheen. Uh, and No, actually, he was talking to Charlie Sheen on that brick cell phone. And, folks, it was like the size of a shoebox. And he's carrying that cell phone around. And if you watch that movie, I watched that movie a couple of years ago, 
most of that movie, Wall Street, holds up. It's a good, exciting movie. But when they show uh, when they show that scene where he's talking on that cell phone, Michael Douglas is talking on that brick phone. It's just uh, it's just laughable. It's just laughable. Uh, in 1880, everyone here's a quote from Henry Morton, president of the Stevens Institute of Technology. This is what he had to say about the prediction for the light bulb. Everyone acquainted with the subject will recognize it as a conspicuous failure. The light bulb will be a conspicuous failure. Uh, so Henry Morton missed it. Maybe he should have stuck with salt uh, because he could not predict anything about the light bulbs. What are your predictions for 2021? I'll give you some of mine after the break, but I want to mention one more of these. Uh, predictions, the worst predictions of all time. Uh, this comes from Simon Newcomb in 1902. Uh, he was an astronomer and a mathematician, and he said this 18 months before the Wright brothers flew the first flight at Kitty Hawk. This is what they said. Flight by machines heavier than air is unpractical and insignificant, if not utterly impossible. So that was what Simon Newcomb said 18 months before Kitty Hawk. So if you've ever flown on a plane, you prove that Simon Newcomb was bad at predicting. Maybe Roger's a little bit better at predicting. Hey, Roger, what's on uh, What's on your mind? Welcome to Camo X. Yeah, uh, Brad, uh, my prediction is that Joe Biden will resign within one year or two years uh, from president of the United States. Okay, and what's your, what's the basis for that prediction? Well, he, what he's going to say is that he's going to resign for health. either health, health mm-hmm. reasons or family reasons, but the real reason is that he made a deal with the black politicians for their support that he would resign within a year or two if they supported him for president. Hmm. Well, so he's going to be gone, and, the, and this woman by the name of Harris is going to be the next president of the United States because that's the de- the deal that Joe Biden made with the black politicians. That's interesting, Roger. Hey, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you for your prediction. We'll see if that comes true, and uh, thanks for calling in. Thank you. My pleasure. Hey, when we come back from this break, I've got a few more predictions here, and uh, I think like Roger, I wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, President Biden eventually resigns from office due to health reasons. The only thing I differ from Roger, I think he will go two years in office because if he only goes a year, then Kamala Harris would only get to run once for re-election. But if he stays in office two years, she could, under the Constitution, stay in office for a total of 10 years because she could still run twice if she serves less than two years of Joe Biden's term. So, I agree with you, Roger, on that prediction, but maybe just a little bit different on the timing. What is your prediction for 2021? 314-436-7900. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. News Radio 1120, KMOX, The Voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. You know, it's interesting. You've heard of Nostradamus, right? Of course you have. Everybody's heard of Nostradamus. I think he lived in the 1500s. 
So uh, so he's about the same age as John Hancock, who's here every Saturday, uh, Friday morning with Michael Kelly. <laughs> he's probably going to text me about that. Anyway, uh, Nostradamus, according to folks who follow him, which I, I'm not particularly uh, one of them, his predictions for 2021, they, they actually look worse than 2020. I didn't think that was even possible. Uh, but Nostradamus says for 2021, we're going to have asteroids, earthquakes, and plagues for 2021. Uh, but besides that, you know, at least hopefully the Cardinal baseball season will be good. And what does he say about that? I want to know what Nostradamus says about the Cardinals in 2021 and whether we're going to get uh, uh, Aaron Otto to come and play third base. I want to know that question, but I don't want to hear anything about uh, uh, asteroids, earthquakes, and plagues for 2021. My goodness. What are your predictions for 2021? 314-436-7900. I would love to hear them. In 1903, now this is a this is coming from a banker. This is coming from the president of the Michigan Savings Bank in 1903. One of his banking clients was none other than Henry Ford's attorney. And the president of Michigan Savings Bank told this to Henry Ford's attorney. The horse is here to stay, but the automobile is only a novelty and a fad. And he told Henry Ford's lawyer not to invest in the Ford Motor Company. Now, you know, that was a very bad prediction. He wouldn't have had the Mustang. I mean, oh, my goodness. Now, wouldn't have had the uh, AC Cobra. Now, that's a car right there. Wouldn't have had those if it weren't for uh, Henry Ford. So that was a terrible prediction, and I'm glad the lawyer hopefully did not pass that along to uh, uh, to Henry Ford because that would go down in history as some of the worst advice ever. You know, a few years ago, McDonald's had a billboard campaign for their dollar menu. So they were having dollar menus and and they were emphasizing that, you know, it doesn't cost much. And so one of the billboard campaigns was $1 legal advice, plead guilty. That's, that's worth $1. Plead guilty. That was their $1 legal advice. So I think the advice to for Henry Ford not to invest in the Ford Motor Company is worth about a buck. So I'm glad they didn't follow that. 1916, the idea, this comes rather from uh, Field Marshal Haig at a tank demonstration in 1916. The idea that the cavalry will be replaced by these iron coaches is absurd, and it's a little short of treasonous. So what would that guy think if he could ride around in an M1A2 Abrams tank, which I think are built in Lima, Ohio. Uh, They weigh about 70 tons, can take a direct mortar fire, can take a direct hit from Hellfire missiles, and they can also fire while they're traveling at 40 miles per hour and still hit targets because of computer targeting. Those are some amazing, amazing tanks uh, so that was bad advice. 1916. This was coming from Charlie Chaplin himself, actor, producer, director, and the founder of a studio. This is what he said in 1916. The cinema is little more than a fad. It's canned drama. What audiences really want is to see flesh and blood on the stage. That was from Charlie Chaplin. Uh, later, uh, he was... Uh, 
He was portrayed by Robert Downey Jr. before he joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Very good. 1921. I've got just a few more of these. 1921. This uh, prediction comes from David Sarnoff. He uh, was a commercial radio and television pioneer. And uh, his associates were responding to his call for investment in the radio in 1921. What you're listening to right now This is what he said. The wireless music box has no imaginable commercial value. Who would pay for a message sent to no one in particular? Well, right now we're broadcasting to 44 states nationwide. And on Sunday nights, when we connect with our friends in Canada with the the shift at Shane Hewitt, we're covering most of North America with a radio signal. And uh, so uh, David Sarnoff, Associates of David Sarnoff, uh, missed it, 1921. 1927, this is what H.M. Uh, Warner, he was a co-founder of Warner Brothers, this is what he predicted about talkie movies, movies with sound. This is what he said. Who the heck wants to hear actors talk? Who the heck wants to hear actors talk? So he was predicting that that movies with talking actors, wasn't, weren't going to make it. So, again, one of the worst predictions of all time. Also, speaking of movies, Daryl Zanuck, you've probably heard of him, famous movie producer uh, at 20th Century Fox. This is what he said in 1946. Television won't last because people will soon get tired of staring at a plywood box every night. What was your first television? The, the the first one that I remember seeing was at my grandparents' house, and it truly was a plywood box. Uh, but, you know, when I was a kid, we got a TV. There was no plywood box. But the first plywood box TV I saw was the one at my, my grandparents' house, and they had it until it started smoking, I think. So, uh, yeah, Daryl Zanuck missed that one. 1977, this is one that will bring home to everyone in America, everyone on the planet, basically, Ken Olson, president and chairman and founder of Digital Equipment Corporation, DEC. That was a big company in the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s. This is what he said about computers in 1977. There is no reason for any individual to have a computer in his home. No reason for any individual to have a computer in his home. So he was predicting we wouldn't have any computers. Now we have them in our pockets. Now we're wearing them on our wrists. And so uh, he obviously missed that one. So I wouldn't have wanted to take any advice from him. And finally, a prediction here from 1995. This is from Clifford Stoll, who uh, wrote this in a Newsweek article. Uh, This is what he said. He said, the truth is no online database will ever replace your daily newspaper. (laughs) No Online database will ever replace your daily newspaper. Well, think about it now. Newspapers are struggling to survive because of online news. They can't they can't print out paper because nobody wants a newspaper anymore. Everybody wants to read it online. So newspapers are truly struggling. You know, there was a time in this country when every major city had multiple newspapers. St. Louis had several. Uh, now we're down to one. And, uh, and that's true in most of the country. We're down to one. So uh, those were terrible, terrible, terrible predictions. 
And uh, what are your predictions for 2021? I'd like to hear some more of those because, uh, you know, what's going to happen? I think it's fun to make predictions. And I will tell you, I've already mentioned one, and that is this isn't for 2021, but I think in 2022, we will see Joe Biden uh, resign as president. Uh, I think he'll do that for health reasons. We saw in the campaign, he just really had trouble keeping up with the campaign. Campaigns can be grueling, but so can being president. So I just don't see him being able to handle the long haul of being president of the United States. But I do think he'll serve at least two years because that would allow Kamala Harris to run for an additional two terms, which means she could serve at most 10 years as president, which would be the most uh, since FDR. So look for that. Uh, Also, I think the stock market's going to do very good. We talked to Dave uh, Simons earlier tonight, and he was giving some predictions himself for 2021. I think the stock market's going to do well. Uh, I don't know that it's going to do as well as what some folks are predicting. But as we come out of this pandemic, you're going to see, particularly as the vaccination rate improves nationwide, people are going to start going back to restaurants, going to start going back to stores. They're going to start going and traveling again, just going to start traveling and, and staying in hotels and going to Disney World and all of the things that go along with that. And as more and more people get back into the workforce, the economy will improve. So we're going to see that probably in the second half of 2021. Hey, after this break, we're going to talk a little bit about the Tennessee guy who was, well, his he wasn't arrested. He was scraped, I guess, off of something, uh, what was left of him when the bomb went off in Nashville. But he had some wacky theories about 5G cell signals. So we're going to talk about that when we come back from this break. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. We'll be right back. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Who is sad to see 2020 go? I don't know of anybody who's sad to see 2020 go. I know I'm not. I know that you're not. And so we're making predictions for 2021. I've made a few. What are your predictions for next year? 314-436-7900. Mike's got some predictions. Mike, welcome welcome to Camo X. Ah, thank you. Um, I guess not to be a Debbie Downer, I don't see how the stock market can stay what it is. They printed a lot of money. Boy, they did. That's going to have to catch that up. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of changes in. I mean, they're going to give up. They're not going to give up the control that they've they've taken. These small communities and certain politicians aren't aren't going to relinquish control. So Mm -hmm. it's going to go from one pandemic to something else. I think that that's going to be the biggest struggle we're going to we're having the next few years. The government's gotten really, really got control of a lot of stuff. Hmm. And, you know, that was reflected, Mike. Your your prediction is very wise because one of the things uh, that uh, several members of the Supreme Court have predicted is that, uh, particularly Justice Alito, who said that even though the, the Constitution allows the president or governors or chief executives to exercise more power during times of crisis, that there are still limits to that power. And you are right. Once power is given, then governments don't want to give that back, do they? Well, that's 
kind of been my experience with it all. It's just a, a level of uh, it's just getting more and more and more. And the battle between the the, the, the parties is less one side wants less government control, the other side wants more. And sadly enough, the people that are going to be around the country are for more government control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ask people in the uh, ask people in Cuba if they want the government to have more control of their lives. Ask people if in Venezuela if they want the government to have more control of their lives. Ask people who were living in the Soviet Union in the 1970s and 80s if they want more government control. And I think, Mike, you're going to find uniformly all of those people are going to say, yet. Well, hopefully I'm wrong. Well, I hope everybody has a nice, safe, happy new year. Uh, me too, Mike. That's one prediction I hope does come true. Hey, thanks for listening and thanks for calling in this evening. All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I had this conversation this morning with uh, Amy Mark Scores uh, during the Charlie Brennan show with Amy Mark Scores this morning. Uh, you can actually go on the Camo X website right now and check it out on the podcast. But we had this conversation about two areas where uh, governments are increasingly ex- exercising control. And it's in the area of free speech and it's the, in the area of school control of our lives. Two quick examples. We talked about it this morning. Uh, I talked a little bit about this on Monday night, but just to kind of recap, particularly when it comes to the free speech issue, this is a case that I hope goes to the Supreme Court. It's a case out of Pennsylvania where a cheerleader uh, was trying out for the varsity cheerleading squad. And with her own phone, and she didn't make it, she tried out for the varsity squad and was told she just didn't make it. And so over the weekend, on her own phone, on her own time, she sent out a Snapchat to a group of her personal friends, none of which were employed by the school district. They weren't teachers. They weren't uh, government officials in any way or administrators. She sent out a Snapchat that was admittedly crude, vulgar, and she shouldn't have sent it. She said, F the cheerleading squad. You can fill in the blanks. And somebody, you know how Snapchat works. When you send something out, it disappears after a period of time. But someone did a screenshot of that snap, showed it to a school, to the actually to the cheerleading uh, administrator, and this student was kicked off of the junior varsity squad and wasn't allowed to participate. So in other words, she was punished for a personal speech that she said to her own friends on the weekend with her own phone and was not on school property in any way at the time she said it. And the school district took this position in court. Their attorneys argued that she effectively waived her First Amendment rights when she agreed to be on the cheerleading squad. Her First Amendment rights were waived because she wanted to be a cheerleader. And that's simply not the case. In Tinker versus Des Moines, the Supreme Court said in 1969 that students do not waive their First Amendment rights at the schoolhouse door. And yet the school district made that argument. So uh, the, uh, the court, the district court ruled in favor of the cheerleader and ruled against the school district. School district appealed to the third district court of appeals. They also, the third district court of appeals, held in favor of the student and said the school district was not allowed to punish the student for speech that she made away from school. 
And now the school district has filed for what's called a writ of certiorari to go to the Supreme Court to get this clarified. And I hope the Supreme Court takes it. I really do. I think the chances of them taking it are not good, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they do because this is an area of the law that needs to be clarified by the U.S. Supreme Court. Can the school district control what a student says when they're away from school? To me, that's troubling. The other case that we discussed this morning with Amy Mark scores was this. Back in June of this year, there was a student in Louisiana. I think he was an eight-year-old student, and uh, he was attending school via Zoom in his bedroom. And his brother was walking through his bedroom while the student was on a Zoom class. And the student had a BB gun in the floor. So this student picked up the BB gun to move it so his brother wouldn't trip over it when he walked through his room. The school teacher saw the BB gun, was apparently offended by the BB gun, knew it wasn't a real gun because it was obviously a BB gun, called the police. School officials went to the school, the child's home, and that student was suspended from school for six days for bringing a gun to school. Now, it was in his bedroom. At no time did he take that BB gun physically to the school. But from the school's perspective, they considered his bedroom the private property of the parents. The school district said that's school property. So when you're appearing at school via Zoom, the school now has appropriated your personal property and controls it and can punish you for something that appears on screen when it's lawful for you to own that particular property. Now, I can understand personal property rights at school. If the school says you bring a gun onto school property, we're going to kick you out of school. I have absolutely no problem with that. But for a school district to say to you as a student, you brought a school, you brought a BB gun into your bedroom, we're going to kick you out of school. How can they get away with it? And just about a month ago, actually it was the first week of December, the school board of that Louisiana school district upheld the school district's decision to suspend that child from school. Now they reduced it from six days to three. It goes on his permanent record, whatever that means. I've always heard, oh, this is going to go on your permanent record. I don't even know what your permanent record means, okay? I have no idea. But I do know that that kid is being sent home from school because the school district believes they own his bedroom. The father was outraged, left the school board meeting when the school board upheld the suspension. So I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that that father has contacted an attorney and uh, uh, and is going to consider litigation against the school district because uh, I would definitely want to assist in that case because it's outrageous. It's outrageous. So one of our callers a few minutes ago uh, voiced some concerns about government power in 2021 and governments not wanting to give up that power that they've obtained and sometimes forcibly taken because of the pandemic. We're seeing that right now in St. Louis County, that the county, uh, the county executive is graciously allowing the restaurants to reopen when in reality they never should have been closed to begin with. They shouldn't have been closed to begin with. 
because the the science isn't there, the evidence isn't there. Should there have been regulations to make sure that tables were six feet apart? You betcha. Should the people be required to wear masks and, and use hand sanitizers? Absolutely. Should those restaurants have been closed? Not at all. And so that is another example of government not wanting to give up the power that they've received. Hey, we've only got a short amount of time here, but I want to get to Ken. Hey, Ken, what's your prediction for 2021? Yeah, I uh, I don't think uh, Biden, uh, I think he'll make it. I think he'll make it to four years. And, okay. and the reason is, you know, when, when the first year with Trump, pretty much everybody thought he'd be impeached within a year or two. And, and he should have. <laughs> he should have been. But, uh, you know, the Republican politicians, uh, gutless, no matter what he did, they just stood behind him. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put that same theory to Biden that and he's always been a terrible speaker and known for the gaffe. Gaff machine. Yes, yes. So, you know, that's no big deal. That doesn't mean he's slipping. But even if he does slip, uh, if the Democrats stay behind him the way the Republicans stayed behind Trump, no matter what he did, mm-hmm. they'll cover for Biden. And he'll make the four years. You don't think the Democrats? You don't think the Democrats in Congress want him to step down after a period of one or two years? What did you do? You think that the Republicans wanted Trump to step down after one or two years? No, but Trump's not Biden, and Pence isn't Kamala Harris. So I think there's some big differences there. Hey, Ken, I'm yeah, sorry. And we're, thank, we're, and thank, we're, yeah, we're, and thank we're, God for that. Yeah, but we're coming anyway, up. Yeah, I know you got. Yeah, we're coming up on go. a break, my friend. Thanks for calling in. Hey, next hour. More of your predictions, 314-436-7900. Love to hear your predictions for 2021. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.